So when you understand that somebody's being straight with you and has felt this way his whole life, has never taken corporate money his whole life, has never, you know, really been involved with like police and criminal, like law enforcement. He hasn't been involved in any of that stuff. He hasn't made the deals that other Democratic bigwigs have made, the Clintons have, everybody's made them. Chuck Schumer, everybody. He hasn't made any of those. So you can trust him, or I feel like you can trust him to make the concessions that are at least, he's not, you know, he could sell me, he could sell everybody out, but he hasn't done it in 50 years. So it seems very odd that he would do it now. Greetings, folks. The uh, ranks are growing by the day. Squads are coming in. The bunker's getting full. We're plotting and we're scheming. And uh, I think we're going to make something happen here real soon. In other news, Bernie Sanders is officially running for president again. So, to that end, Jason Melrath is here, BlueDelaware.com. I appreciate him coming back. Uh, he is uh, included in a long list of people who are coming back, but you'll never hear their first time because, again, <laughs> I suck. Uh, super producer Margaret is on the ones and twos tonight. She's going to make sure this all goes swimmingly. This gets recorded this, this time. This will be recorded <laughs> this time. Uh, we had a nice conversation the last time. We had a nice conversation here before we hit record. Can't tell you what we talked about, but it was, it was good. Um, I, I was going to start like this. So the last time we spoke, I feel like we sort of came to the conclusion on Bernie versus the field, sort of whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, that really your aversion to, to Bernard really had to do with the, the, the Democratic Party. It was party-based at, at, the, at the root of it. It wasn't all party-based, but at the root of it, it was party-based. Now, is that an exaggeration, or, or do you more or less agree? That's with that? part of it. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a Democrat, and he is not, and he runs for the Democratic nomination, and I guess he will have to, at some point in the in this process over the next couple of months, register as a Democrat to be. I think the party rules now say you have to be a registered Democrat to run. So <clears throat> that that's kind of part of it. There's also this. I, I, I mean, I was president back uh, seven years ago now. Um, of the Progressive Democrats for Delaware. And our whole mantra was changing the party from within. That's why we were called the Progressive Democrats for Delaware and not just Progressives for Delaware. And so my whole thing is, you know, if you want to change the party and make it more to your liking, and he has done a lot of work in the the last three years doing that, the Overton window of the Democratic Party has shifted left because of him and his candidacy in 2016. But I just rather, and this is this may sound petty to a lot of people. I just rather he be a member of the Democratic Party doing that, because when he makes criticism of the party when he's not a Democrat, that naturally and instinctively gets those who are Democrats gets their defensive ire up yeah. against him. I it's I don't it, if you're a member of a group and someone from the outside is attacking you, it's just an instinctive way. You just want to defend that party against that outsider. That, and it doesn't matter if that like outsider... it's a guilty conscience. Do they have a guilty conscience? That could be it, yes. But it doesn't really matter. They don't really... 
see, we need to be listening to what Bernie says, because a lot of what Bernie says and what he diagnoses as problems in our society are correct. Now, <clears throat> I, I want to get into this discussion a little bit later on about, you, you mentioned democratic socialism. I, I don't know if it was in our last meeting, or and Bernie calls himself a democratic socialist. But I don't think, I think he's a social democrat that's more left-wing than other social democrats. I don't think he's a democratic socialist. Well, uh, here, here's what I'll say about that. Yeah. I... I'm a member of DSA because I think that they, what they do important work. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I don't know whether I follow all of their tenets, but I do think that trying to – like when people try to parse the difference between a social democrat and a democratic socialist, I don't know whether that matters or not. And maybe it matters more to you because you, you sort of look at these labels or look at the, the factions that people are in. But it doesn't like to me a, de a social democrat. I think is more in the tradition of Western Europe, where are they're actually more centrist than the politics of Bernie to me. So I actually think if he's not a democrat, so he's just a socialist. He's well, not, here's here's. But some, I mean, obviously he follows the democrat. The revolution is democratic. Everything's democratic. Here's the reason there's no why, other way to do it. Right. The, the the labels, whether you're talking about liberal, whether you're talking about progressive, whether you're talking about socialist, democratic socialist or social democrat, or just democrat, they're all getting mished, mashed together. And I don't know if it's to our benefit or not. The reason why I say that is because I just feel, there was a recent NBC News Wall Street Journal poll that showed that, you know, the quality of being a socialist ranked at last, you know, only 18% viewed it as a positive trait. I, I gotta tell you, I, I don't care about polls either. Well. I mean, I don't really, I mean, it, it, tell Andrew Gillum about polls. Or Hillary Clinton, for that matter. I and mean, the, the I don't. The polls know. pegged her victory of three percent correctly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, but yeah, but she's not in the, the popular president. vote. Not, you know. Right. Again, I, I guess the fact that on a poll, I mean, but, but you you could also look at polls and say uh, Sanders is the most uh, admired politician in the country. Yeah. He has the highest approval rate. Well, Sanders is, is on every straw poll of all of the the laundry list, even with Biden, who has not at this at the time of this recording has not said anything. Uh, is right Which, at the that top. gets on my nerves. So how, how how do how is socialism at the bottom of that list? But Bernie Sanders on the straw poll because at the I top. don't because I don't think Bernie is a socialist. Okay, but I mean again I, I don't maybe I'll get to the get to this question and this will suss it out because I I think I asked you this question the last time. What's the like? What's the benefit of him? Like if if he called himself a Democrat for the last for forty years or he didn't. If his prescriptions sort of fit the idea of the Democratic Party, they've moved the Overton window. They have all the energy. He, everything's going in his direction. What's the diff, what, what's the benefit of holding this? I don't know if you want to call it a grudge because he's attacked the party or, or he's criticized or critiqued the party. What? But what's the benefit of of being anti-Bernie because of the party affiliation? Well, I, I don't see what the ben, I don't see what you're getting. I I, I, I don't. First off, the, the, just the, about the framing of the question, I'm not anti-Bernie per se. If he's if he gets fair. a nomination, if he gets a nomination, I'm voting for him. Fair, fair, okay? fair, fair enough. And I'll do that enthusiastically compared to the monster we have in the White House now. Um, and it's not the, the benefit you're talking about. I actually view it as if you're actually are anti-Bernie, that whole issue about being a member of party is a benefit to those who are anti-Bernie, not a benefit to those who are pro-Bernie. And this is why, if Bernie's goal 
is to win the Democratic nomination and be the, our candidate for president in 2020. He does have to realize that he's going to have to win over voters who did not vote for him in 2016. Now, I, I just don't know why you would want to be unnecessarily antagonistic uh, to those voters. I don't think he. See, I don't th think he is. I don't think that anybody who cares that he wasn't a Democrat is any of those voters. I don't think there's any. The Venn diagram is two circles that don't inter interlock. I don't. Th I don't think that those are the same people. The the people the people who need to vote for Bernie or didn't have the opportunity to vote for Bernie on general election day, didn't vote in the Democratic primaries. Well, some did, but some know, didn't. That you and I, I think I made this point before. You're chasing a constituency. You're, you're basing this idea on chasing a constituency that I don't think exists. Uh, and what is what doesn't exist? What the, ber the, the person who didn't vote for Bernie or didn't have the opportunity to vote for Bernie, but really wants a different, wants more of a Democratic Party message, like a more anodyne sort of moderate message. I don't think those two people are the same. And I didn't even – I brought no moderate or centrist discussion into this conversation because I also don't think they exist. Oh, okay. Okay. When, so, I, so I'm just I, trying to figure out who are you – Do you want to know who I'm currently favoring? No. Yeah, okay. sure. I mean, I'm, okay. I, I'm trying to get to something different. But, yeah, who are you currently favoring? Right now, um, I, it, it changes day by day, but I'm seesawing between Warren and Harris. Right now, I think Warren has had a better campaign launch and has a better theory of her – candidacy than I think anybody else. And so right now I'm pretty much on her side, but Harris is a close second. Um, and like I said before, really, anybody, the only one I would... And this is completely based on the fact that there... Is there anything about Bernie's uh, campaign rollout or p policy positions or is there anything like that that you can point to or it's just, in this horse race, I have, I'm gonna... The, the deciding factor is sort of like the history that you said. Well, there is a couple other things that I disagree with Bernie on, and they're from 2016. His theory of the case, Bernie Sanders, is that we need this movement, and it's going to, we're going to, this movement is going to elect Bernie to the nomination, and then it's going to propel him into the White House. And this movement is then going to somehow convince, I don't know how many number of Republican senators to drop their crass, opportunistic, power-hungry opposition to any idea that comes from a Democrat, whether it be a Republican idea or not, and that they're just going to all lie down and let him pass whatever he wants. Um, I, he, the details of how he's going to get some of his programs passed are either naive or too simplistic. Okay, I'm going to explain to you why this is irrelevant. Okay. There's nothing that Kamala Harris or Elizabeth Warren can do to, to address that di the dynamic you just said. They can't do it either. Fucking Obama couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. Obama had drinks with these people. He kissed their fucking ass. And he couldn't do it. So this the, sort so of how what... Can so how can anybody? How can Kamala Harris? Why are we using this? Why is this a... Why would we measure... Why would we use this measuring stick, this mechanism, well, no, to decide between candidates when we can – I think we can both agree no matter what – who the Democratic candidate is, if they win, Kamala Harris isn't – if, 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 if Obama couldn't, how, how, is, how is 
Elizabeth Warren or Kamala Harris. Ending the filibuster. See, I agree with ending the filibuster. Bernie doesn't. I know. I, that's fine. That's so, that's a, that's a fair and, and, and to be fair, but it doesn't really neither does. And War, and to be fair, Warren and Harris, I don't think have, to be fair. To be fair, the president doesn't have a fucking say in it. To be honest, well, it doesn't I really think, matter. I think, I think an endorsement from either one of them and getting the conversation started and convincing idiots like Chris okay. Coons and Tom Carper to get on board. But the, what does what's? That's a very good point. That's just, now this is like nitty gritty political stuff. I don't think. A, a more moderate Democrat or, or a, what we would call a liberal Democrat, like a Kamala Harris, for example, is going to persuade Chris Coons to do anything. Because Obama – because Obama, I, I think Bernie and the energy of, of, of a movement that has higher goals, that pushes harder, that doesn't sort of play the balance game like, well, we got to give the corporations a little bit. we got to do that. No. I think the pressure will be certainly stronger. Now, will he be able to do it? Will a movement that elects Bernie be able to push some of these recalcitrant Democrats? I don't know. But I feel pretty strongly that the other ones can't because everyone that's been like that hasn't been able to do it. So this idea that we have to measure the candidate by what we think they can get done in the Congress, I think is a misguided sort of silly idea. Because none of because given that none of them can really do it, and and maybe there's an argument to be made that at least if you push harder and you really are a genuine person, without making a lot of other concessions, maybe he would be able to do it. At least we'll try something new. Yeah, but because certainly the other ones didn't do it. What does pushing harder and more energy? What does that translate? I don't know tangibly. What? Let me ask you this: What is less of it translating? What is that? What are, what, is, what are the half measures of Obama translated hey, into? What have if, we gotten if, for that? We got if, Trump, right? If, you know, if the students and the liberals and the progressives that showed up to elect Obama in 2008 had shown up to defend Obama in 2010 against the onslaught of Republican death penalize, then maybe, you know what, the Tea Party never would have existed. You know whose fault that midterm was? It wasn't Obama's fault. It was those voters who stayed home because they couldn't be bothered. Well, is it, is it, let me ask you this. Do you think it's fair that it's not that they couldn't be bothered, and maybe we can check some dates on this, but in, in Obama's first term, he kind of had to bail out the banks, I guess. I'll take that. I'll take that. Bullet. Well, that was started under. Correct. It, it had already. It, right. right. It had already. The ball had already started right. to roll. And so. He was I, the one that made sure that we fine. actually got all the money back. So, fine. Yes. But then. To, to deal with this, he basically hires on all of the same Clinton to Goldman Sachs people. People see that he did that. Okay, well, whatever. And then we decide, well, also, we're not going to prosecute any of those people who did that. And that wasn't, that wasn't also. Yeah. Also, also, you know, we tortured some folks, but we're not going to prosecute them either. We're going to look forward, not back. The reasoning from the time. I understand the reasoning. Okay. What I, I, it doesn't matter what the reasoning is. People see that and they say, well, this is more of the same shit. So you're, you stipulate that these people didn't come out and defend him, and I stipulate he didn't do much to be defended for. Well, having a Democratic Congress, and a, when, when people say something like you just said, oh, there's no difference between the parties. Oh, Al Gore and Bush are the same. I didn't say there was no difference. Again, just uh, for the record, okay. sort of like you said that there, you didn't use the word I didn't. I said something about moderate, and you said you didn't say that. Right. I never said there was no difference between the parties. Okay. I didn't say that. Well, there is a massive difference, and, there, and, and 
given everything you just said about how Obama disappointed during his first two years before the midterm, um, even still, if you want actual thinking humans on the Supreme Court and in our federal judiciary, you show up and vote Democratic. I don't give a fuck. Well, of course we do. I do that. And so I'm on record. I've said this a million times, and, and just as I only use this as sort of a litmus test, so everybody sort of understands that I vote strategically because I'm not a fucking idiot. I voted for Hillary Clinton. Right. Like I understand how to strategically vote. Like I, I and I, because I understand some people don't because right and and but I don't. So are you gonna are you gonna are you better off teaching that group of people how to strategically vote for somebody they kind of don't like because there's nuances between the parties? Or are you better off just giving them a diff- giving them something like that they can look at and say, well, I want to do that. Well, here, let's, let's fast forward to a future hypothetical. President Bernie Sanders, 2021, can't get medical care for all fruit because we don't – he doesn't want to end the filibuster. There's, there's no groundswell to end the filibuster, so it doesn't happen. Right. According to your logic, a Republican Congress should be returned to oppose him in 2022. No, we keep pushing. <laughs> we keep going. Okay, okay. Like, what do you mean? It's, it's so, not so all, even though it's Bernie, not, it's not even, all about, even though Bernie, this, well, Obama was keeping pushing during this whole time. Now, come came, on. Oh, come on, come on. Yes, he was. Come on, come on. <sighs> Obama was pushing, pushing for his health care law. That's the first thing. Yeah, he did. okay, he did. He did. Push he continued to push that until that was done. So, are you telling me, okay? But so what, again, well, I'm just going to. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Obama, then no, for Bernie. Sanders. No, I, I'm going to go back to you. you it's a counterfactual. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, what it's called happen. a hypothetical. I was right, just right, it hypothetical. Out. Right, and again, I, but you could use that hypothetical against any of the Democratic candidates. They're all going to face whatever Congress is there. Correct. They're all going to face that. So the fact that Bernie can't do X, I, I don't understand what that's supposed to mean. Like, yes, com- well, they're not going to do anything. The, a Republican Senate is not going to do anything. So the idea that what they're going to do has any bearing on what re- democratic policies and what democratic candidate but I'm going to support doesn't make any sense. By your lo- but you just said because Obama disappointed because he couldn't get everything you wanted done no, prior not, to no, the 2020 no, election. Not everything I wanted. It didn't mean that the Democratic voters should be enthusiastic about showing up and defending him Demo- in 2010. People are going to be more enthusiastic about somebody who holds – Genuine ideas. Who's always held them? Then somebody. There's. Obama I, doesn't hold genuine ideas. Well, here's the problem, and I think we should have seen this. I don't feel. I don't feel duped, but I can. I can tell you that a, a president Kamala Harris will hire Goldman Sachs executives to run the Department of the Treasury. I don't think she a, will. A republic, a, a, true. <laughs> a, a, but but here's the thing. You can, I can guarantee you that a President Bernie Sanders won't. Now, do you want somebody who you – because, I mean, do you want somebody who you know won't? Like how do you – if we take this Congress passing this stuff out and we just talk how you're going to run the executive branch, how you're going to run the FDA, the EPA, the Treasury mm-hmm. Department, uh, D- Department of Defense, how you're going to run all of these things, <clears throat> you know that Cory Booker – or, or I think Kamala Harris, certainly some of the other candidates. They're, they're going to staff the, the Treasury with Goldman Sachs people. They're going to staff the Pentagon with people who still want to drone 19 different countries. Uh, they're going to staff – Warren, I, I think you have a better argument to make with Warren. I think she, so. She, I, think, I think Warren – and Warren is my number two, just like you. But because Warren's your number one. <laughs> right. Well, I meant – yeah, right at the right, top of it. Right. 
because th- that's really how I don't look at the, what they can do in the Congress because that depends on the Congress. Right. I look at how they're going to run the executive branch, and I, I feel like Warren would would be good. I feel like Bernie would be better. That's fine. Everybody else, I feel like you're going to get you're going to get Goldman Sachs. You're going to get lobbyists. You're going to get big money, the same as you have. Kamala Harris is going to have and big I, fundraisers. She's having one at J.J. Abrams' house, $10,000 to be a co-sponsor. That's not going to fucking fly, dude. Well, you can't do that. That's over. J.J. Abrams is not a Wall Street guy. He's a Hollywood guy. It's, but it's – right. But this is the same – but Bernie won't take that money, and Elizabeth Warren won't take that money. It's like it's like when, when, when uh, Hillary Clinton went to, the, uh, went to George Clooney's house and got protested – yeah, I mean, they're Hollywood people. People don't want to see you taking that money. Okay. I understand the big donors part of it. And I think the Goldman Sachs scenarios that you're talking about, after 2016 and all the flack that Hillary got for it, that's not happening again. People are going to be staying away from that firm and Wall Street in general, except for Cory Booker, who's living in Jersey. You know, And he, the reason why he can't do it is because that's his natural base, and he represents them. So... And, but he won't be our nominee. Yeah, but he doesn't. Again, <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't. Again, he doesn't, though, really. I mean, he, he can't get out of his own way, Cory Booker, in my opinion. But I know, I know. But, but he won't be our nominee. So that's not, not no, either there. So. Um, but I don't think any of the other candidates are going to be staffing. Yes, they may be doing fundraisers. And I, I'm still torn on big dollar donors because Elizabeth Warren – Came out and said we're not doing any of these major big dollar parties and stuff like that. And I'm, has Bernie done that explicitly as well or no? I believe so. I don't. Know I know his thing rule. is about small grants. Yeah, I don't know what his rule of thumb is, but I know he doesn't. I don't think he takes any PAC money. I don't remember him doing a major fundraiser. Like yeah, so yeah, 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 he doesn't so. do anything like that. So that that's a good thing. I'm still torn about just my worry, and it's more a general election worry rather than a primary worry is that I'm against unilateral disarmament. So if someone wants to give me PAC money and uh, high-dollar maxed out donations during the general elections against Donald Trump, I'm taking it. Um, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I don't think that's – I don't think if you run that kind of campaign, I don't think you need it. Mm. Like Trump just used his own – basically used his own money. Like (laughs) No, he did not either. He used his idiot – Donors. Well, I mean, it's all dirty, red dirty, hats. Dirty, dirty money. He knew he used well, not red one dollar of his money in how that many, campaign. But I, well, I'll put it this way. Okay, fair enough. I'll put it this way. I don't I'll think he. Sp- I, I don't think that. he spent that much money to do. No, he got money. a lot of free media from the media. Obviously. Yeah. What, so I mean, whatever. So I don't. I don't know whether whether you you necessarily. But need we're to. Going, I, I understand we're, what you're saying. We're still going to be facing Republican packs out the wazoo. Um, yeah, but again, I think the fact that you don't. You get more political capital not taking the money than having more money. Here's my thing. Why I'm not you know, laying down and opening up my arms for Bernie um, and also just this idea now just going all small donors, we have to win this election. And I'm just nervous that embracing something that's never really truly been tried, and I know you're going to say, well, if it's never been truly tried, so you don't know if it's going to work or not. Well – True, but I'm also an evidence-based guy. But I'll go the but okay. So evidence-based guy, I'll turn that around. We have tried uh, the other way, and that hasn't worked. That that's the, the no, only. No, it worked twice. Twenty two thousand eight. But my, again, um, but my my, my my point is that 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 anodyne sort of liberal 
direction. Yes, they, he, we held the Democratic Party held power in for a short period of time. What what did they do with it? Was it a success? A whole fucking lot. But, yes, uh, it was a success. Well, Barack I, I, Obama I, I, was the best president of your lifetime, and there's uh, no debating that. There Who? is a debating that. Who? I was alive during Who? Jimmy Carter. I love Jimmy Carter. Uh, he was. <laughs> I, I more admire him for his uh, post. Actually, here's okay. Well, here's good, the thing. I don't admire. To, about, to be perfectly honest, let me let me just say this, and then you can say your your, okay. your piece, and then I, I have something else I want to bring up. But this whole idea that I have to admire press, I don't admire any of them. They're all just like they're no they're not heroes. Like I, yeah, I mean Obama was a disappointment. I don't think he was that great. Was he the best one of my lifetime? I don't know how to define best. I mean, is uh, the, the the amount of innocent people that were killed by drones? I can't even imagine how many of them there were. But they all do that. So so I understand that they all do it. So the office of the president is not somebody I admire. They all stink. Will that change if Bernie's in there? Uh, I think it will. Even if he doesn't get anything done? Yes, because again, I think the way that you're going to see the executive branch run, the way that you're going to see the office of the attorney general, for example, run, is going to be— What would he do as attorney I mean, the attorney, attorney general that... is going to be Larry Krasner, for Christ's sake. I mean, and it's going to be— What will he do that will— He's going to get on— I, I, the, the criminal justice reform that, again, that Obama tried that never went anywhere, I right. think it's going to start going somewhere because Bernie doesn't have to make the concessions that other politicians had to make. Because he's, ne because he's never made them and he's gotten where he is today. That's the thing. You think that you have to make these trade-offs and you have to make these concessions or else it doesn't work. I'm telling you it's the opposite. So Bernie in his magical wand is just— It's not magic. Yes, it is. It's not magic. You just run the thing. You run your executive branch the way you want to run it. And if if Goldman Sachs or the Pentagon call you, and if he you tell them we're not doing it. And if he alienates Congress, even the Democrats in Congress. We're not talk, I'm not talking about Congress. Why are we keep talking about Congress? Because they control the first strings, as yeah. Trump is about to find out. And has found out. Well, we'll see. yes, that's that's quite possible. So, so you think that's so, the, this is so why I want to bring up. So they're going to so, so a Republican Senate is going to uh, take all the funding away from the Attorney General's office. Sure, because, because he they mandate that they, because they mandate police. Okay, we'll have that sure. fight, but right. I'd rather have the fight than not do it. All right, I'd, ra I'd rather have the fight than be scared to do it. You just the reason why my mind exploded right there is that oh Bernie doesn't have to make any concessions. Oh, come on. Well, again, okay. he doesn't have you to know, make. I mean, he, I'm, I'm talking about to get what he and he's going to be able to get what he wants done because look, he's not. Of course, he's going to have to make concessions. Okay, I'm talking about specific things, but I trust that the things that he's going to because he's always done this, and again, I think consistency is a big part of it. I trust that at the end of the day, what he says, what he believes, that it's true. So that when he goes in and negotiates things and he makes concessions and he says, okay, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for the, the, the Violence Against Women Act even though it's in the crime bill. So, and I, I, I kind of understand why politically you would do that. Now, voting for the crime bill, you look like a fucking idiot. But he had a reason for doing it at the time, and I understand that he made that, genu that, that genuine decision. So when you understand that somebody's being straight with you and has felt this way – his whole life has never taken corporate money. His whole life has never, you know, really been involved with like police and criminal, like law enforcement. He hasn't been involved in any of that stuff. He hasn't made the deals that other 
Democratic bigwigs have made. The Clintons have. Everybody's made them. Chuck Schumer, everybody. He hasn't made any of those. So you can trust him, or I feel like you can trust him, Here's to make the concessions that are at least – he's not – you know, he could sell me – he could sell everybody out. But he hasn't done it in 50 years, so it seems very odd that he would do it now. Okay. And here's my fear on the opposite end of that. He's elected president, doesn't make any of the deals, doesn't make any concessions or compromises, even, you know, moving a bill along, and then alienates not only but, – but you say Republicans. I think, well, I think the Democrats will actually win the Senate. Um, great. But we won't have more than 60, so that's why I won the NFL buster. Again, but, we, we kind of agree on yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. People, but, people but, get real mad when you – I don't – I agree with you on this. I was a defender of the – because I viewed it as, oh, it's going to protect the Democrats and the Republicans are in control. But the Republicans do whatever they fucking want anyway, so it doesn't matter. Correct. So why don't we do something what we want anyway? See, I think I feel like I've turned you on this. I've made you a little more a little more radical on this. I don't. I think a year ago or two years ago you wouldn't have said that. I – it was more than a year or two ago. I, okay. I, I, but let's say back in like the 2014, 2012 era – all right. I was firmly defending the filibuster because I thought, okay, well, for legislation, not to, nomination that was for getting rid of it. I said, you know what? Stand on the floor of the Senate and filibuster if you want to, but you have to do it yourself alone until you drop dead. You wait, know? Wait, 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 <laughs> where, the, where the diaper? Like, you know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington kind of thing. Um, now, for and for legislation, I was a proponent of keeping it for, you know, making sure that, you know, Bush or whoever Republican president could have privatized the security with just 51 votes, you know. So that's why I was. But now I would rather have it just to get because of the outrageous obstruction. I'd rather have it to keep when we were in power to actually get things done, like you were talking about. Yeah. So that there are people who are not disappointed. Right. And that's that's what one of my litmus tests for candidates is that I'm going to okay, how are you going to get what you want done and. Does that mean you're for or against eliminating the filibuster for legislation? And I need to have people, oh, I, I'm thinking about it. Senators like Harris, like Warren, like like Sanders. And Sanders says, oh, I, don't, I think we'll keep it. He's defended the filibuster's point. And I say, well, then you're not really serious about getting your legislation done. And I, uh, I go for everybody. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I disagree with Sanders on this. I, I don't know how, uh, you know— He's probably leaning towards keeping it, but who knows what the scenario would be when it when, you know, if the scenario well, if comes down to we're going to end the filibuster, uh, and then we're going to pass Medicare well, for all. I bet you, I bet you, Bernie would be like, yeah, go ahead and do it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, frankly, I had this argument with uh, a few people uh, just recently, and again, I think if you make a real institutional structural change, um, it's important, and I think it's different than I think people's dr- uh, sort of reticence is that once you do it, then two years when it switches, they turn it back around. You know, they do tax cuts, and then they take Obamacare. But that doesn't happen if you make structural change. If you you have Medicare for all, and you somehow reorganize or or deconstruct the insurance system and give everybody health care, reversing that is nearly impossible. And I agree with you, and the reason why is because look at Obamacare. Yeah. I mean, it's it's stu- even though it was a half-ass, it still sticks. Exactly. Well, and here's the thing: we don't. What we don't know is now that they've they've, they've hacked out the the mandate, the, the tax mandate. Um, you know, still providing no. It's still there. Actually, it's still the, it's still providing. I mean, the mandate's just one leg of. But again, many it's, it's, but but this is but this is uh, but that's what that was what was paying for the 
the, the, the other stuff, right, the, right. the lower income stuff. But the, the point is that if you go further than that, if you and that's why it's got to be foundational change because the foundation of the insurance companies and all that is still there. Once you do something to take to remove that and give people the health care that they that, that is the right to have, and we we have a society like every other advanced society in the world. Once that happens, I, I don't see how you how we even there's let's, no there's I don't even see how you change it. Let's talk about this for a second and move off Bernie. Yes, Bernie Love, <laughs> and move on to actual the issue here. Yeah, um, Medicare for all. Now there's a hundred and one ways to get it done, and the various candidates so far have had. I mean, you had Harris come out and say, "Well, there's really we need a transition period, but I'm doing away with all private insurance." Um, Bernie's kind of said no transition period, but there will be some like elective, like plastic surgery kind of insurance and some other supplemental. And I kind of, I, I, I say we need, tra- my opinion is we're going to need to have some kind of transitional period um, and, you know, supplemental insurance for those who just want to elect to have whatever elective surgery they, they want. That in the NIH, you know. she can have supplemental. Exactly, exactly. The transition, though, is where and where Medicare for all will run into a problem if it's not handled delicately and with a transition period is that you know, the private, I have private provided insurance for my employer. And except for some cost of drugs, you know, the, the co-pays are low and I actually like it. And a lot of people are the same as me. I don't know, maybe you are too, but you said you had insurance all of your life as well. Um, is it employer provided as well or no? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's so, the same. And, and again, mom, everything's different. Like I'm, my, actually for me, it's the opposite. I. The, the price for prescriptions is very low to nominal but to nothing, but the, but the copays oh, yeah. are high and because well, it's deductibles high. You're like, well, if I can't go in and get, I need this procedure, it's a thousand dollars, but your deductible is fifteen hundred dollars. You're like, so what am I paying insurance for? I got to pay eleven hundred dollars right, for this right. fucking procedure. Like, what's the point? What's the point of that? So, are you? What's your position on that? Should there be a transition where employer provided is phased out, or you just know, an automatic switchover? My, I, I don't, I don't think about stuff like that too much, but I can tell you that. I mean, there has to be some phase out because I, th- I think, you know, too soon would be, uh, you know, would have some instability. Yeah. But it can't be, and I think Bernie's point would be like, you stretch it out and say, we're going to phase this in in five years right. or some bullshit. Then you come into the problem of the Obamacare problem. Then you get all these, because you did all of these, all of these negotiations and you conceded all of this shit. And then you don't really get the full impact in five or eight years, and it gives them an opportunity to chip away, chip away, go to courts because, you know, Trump's packing the courts. That's a problem. So you got to get around that. So, yeah, I think it needs to be brief, like a year. Now, are the details, which you just said you really didn't sweat it, the involvement, are the details something that you would die on a hill for, like no compromise or? Like what detail? Well, like let's just take – for example, the transition period where, okay, one option would be five years, one option would be two years, or immediately. I mean, is that something two, that okay, you would so Two is fine. Okay, so that's I won't die on that. I don't think five – see, five gets – five is like the borderline because then you're like, you know, are you going to try but to fuck around? It, it, gives a lot, it gives people a lot of time to fuck around. Let's say that you get the entire Democratic caucus on board. With Medicare for all in five years? Five years. I'll take it. I'll take it right now. All right. That, that's what the question I wanted to see. Is, yeah, I take is, is there a is there a hill that you're going to die on? Say no compromise for any fighting. You know. No, I think I mean, I think Bernie would probably take that okay. because it, you know, and as long as there's some uh, concession made for people who don't have uh, insurance now, 
and they automatically get Medicare. Anybody who doesn't have anything now automatically gets Medicare. And then, now. And then, and then, and then we take five years to sort of reshuffle whatever this in, insurance scam is. That's fine. Now, let's go down one increment here <laughs> and ask if you might be a problem. Let's say you establish a Medicare for All program for everybody who does, is not happy with either their employer provided or can't get their own, doesn't have employer provided and can't get their own, and they're trying to get Obamacare plans that even those are not as affordable. Let's say we establish a program for those and say, well, okay, eventually we're going to be transitioning over a 10 to 15-year period to everybody has Medicare for All. But during these 10 to 15 years, if you have your employer, you can stay on it. And if you want to get on Medicare for All right now, you, you can. can. Would you accept that kind of premise? Uh, I mean, I have to, I'd have to hear the arguments. I, I have to hear more of like what what I'm giving away because I don't know right. what I'm giving away. Right, right. And I don't know what the risks. Well, the, the reason why I, bring I, I mean, if 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 the, if if the arguments are good, and the risk seems okay, if the risk is only political, like hey, we could we could lose the Senate in six years, and they could start chipping away at this or whatever. If, if the risk is only political, I'd probably take that deal too. But I don't know. I don't know enough. Right. Like, I don't know. I just, I, I, the reason why I'm asking this is because, like we said in our last unrecorded podcast, I mean, there's it was, a lot of... Some of it was recorded at a, at a time. There was a, re, there was a record of it. So for if a, I ever run for, for office, for I can't period. be assured that there's going to be... It's, it's gone now. <laughs> Whatever was there is gone. Okay. Uh, the reason why I bring this up is because, the, okay, we both, like you and I have said, even though we are pretty much antagonists when it comes to Bernie versus non-Bernie and, you know... Different poles of the party, basically, yeah. um, or the left side of the political spectrum, if you don't consider yourself a Democrat, which is fine. But we both kind of agree on the end goal. It's just the manner of getting there. So that that's why I'm asking these questions. Yeah, and I so. actually agree. And again, I just look at it from a higher. I mean, I don't. It's not that I don't think about this stuff, but I just I, I actually look at it from a little bit of a higher uh, level, a broader sort of picture of it. I actually think that Bernie is the best candidate. To win a general election. That's fine, but I, I, I mean, I, Bernie that's just, has never faced an attack ad ever. You worried about, you worried about that? I mean, what, what, give me an attack ad. Give me one. I don't know. I'm singing the Soviet national anthem. I'll sing in Soviet Moscow anthem. in Moscow during the eighties. Gives a fuck about that? That's awesome. Everybody who loves Bernie loves that shit. <clears throat> I sing the Soviet National, dude. One of, our, just, epi one of said, our episodes is sending said, people to the satirical gulag. You just said everybody who loves Bernie loves that shit. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, like who cares? You don't need to. You so need let to me ask worried. you this: You need to be worried about let people me ask who you don't this. love Bernie. Let me ask you this: Or who do you are, think who are ambivalent do you, on Bernie? Do you think like uh, do you think a plumber in Milwaukee? Let's uh, say it's a Latino, plumber in Milwaukee voted for La Trump. Yeah, Latino. No, a Latino plumber in Milwaukee who didn't vote for anybody. Okay. Well, there's a lot of them, actually. Or, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm just putting a uh, composite together. But obviously, they didn't vote for Hillary in Milwaukee and, 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 and Detroit and in Pittsburgh. Um, do you think that they are more apt to vote for Bernie or Kamala Harris? It depends entirely. Because this is the because you're worried about these places where Hillary didn't do well. You're worried about these swing like winning, right? And right. I'm worried about winning too. We right. need to. I, we both agree with this. Trump is a, it's a fa he's a fascist, right? <clears throat> so I contend 
that the places that Hillary did poorly are exactly the kind of constituencies that Bernie will do extremely well and that a person like in a, a general can, election. In a general election. Okay. Again, because there's a this is another thing that bothers me, just to let you know. This idea that because Hillary beat Bernie in the Democratic primary, that that's that that portends something. That's doesn't. So a bunch well, of people I mean, in a club. It means that the de but again, that doesn't mean anything in the general. She, Martin O'Malley could have won the general election. We don't know just because just because we all, we have a, a a mechanism to pick a candidate for a primary with all of these sort of arcane different rules for different states and how they allocate this and da 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 super delegates and blah 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 blah. Then that, that that's the best. That obviously that candidate who went through that sort of uh, esoteric process has to be better than the candidate who lost through that esoteric process. And I absolutely disagree. Okay. Well, the only reason it matters this going around his performance in 2016 is just pointing out the simple fact that he didn't win a majority of the Democratic primary voters in 2016. Again, and I just so, told you why I don't care about that. Okay. Well. The Again, because the majority – so Clinton did win the majority of Democratic primary voters. However, she's not, the, she's not the president of the United States. Okay. Well. So we're more we're – more, are we – you wanted to beat Trump. That happens at the general election to be the president of the United States. That has nothing to before do with the Democratic Bernie can primary. Get, before Bernie can get to the general election, he has to first win the Democratic nomination. And everybody – Okay. So that's the that, – Correct. Forget about the general election right but now. You understand what I'm telling you. I understand what you're telling me. And, and I don't think – and a lot of people on Delaware Liberal and other sites think – Yes. <laughs> Jason, for example, he constantly says it's a slam dunk. Whoever gets the Democratic nomination is going to win the presidency hands down. Jason Bull doesn't speak for me. fucking shit. It's a 50-50 proposition, this election, because right now, until the economy goes into recession, right now the economy's strong. And Trump's getting 57% approval rating on the economy. And that makes it – because if it were any other person besides Trump, this Republican hypothetical president who's not Trump would be getting a 65% approval rating. So thank God that we have – he's a, a narcissistic sociopath in the White House because that gives us a chance. But it's going to be a close election. Uh, again, so uh, I think it may you need be to, close. You need to focus but first I, but I, on the Democratic primary. Right. You need to focus Here's first on winning over Democratic I, primary voters. You're right. You have to win the Democratic primary. And Bernie I, I, hasn't I, won that yet. I, that, that, he didn't do it in 2016. You're, you're he didn't right. do it now. I, I, I concede that point. Okay. And it's true. Not only did he not win in 2016, he has to win it in, 20, in 2019. Has not yet. Right. Right. <laughs> but my, my point is the idea that this goes back to what we talked about at the beginning. The idea that we have to – we ha the Democratic Party should be looking for a person who has, who has uh, identified the problems, who has identified the problems for the last 40 years, who now has people in Congress who, because the Overton window has moved, who are now bringing up uh, issues that he's talked about for 20 years. All the energy is there. He doesn't have to worry about ever prosecuting people for ICE or making deals with banks. Like, I get that he wasn't a Democrat, but I'm trying to get people to see that actually he's the, he's the most attractive candidate to beat Trump. He's not – well – I know you don't understand. I know people don't get it because they have this – they have this thing – They. Have, you know, there, there's a, there's a, there's, there's remember, resentment, remember, there's resentment no, 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 and no, no. there's all this, but I'm trying, I'm, 
look, you, you got he's got to make a concerted effort to win over the voter who did not vote for him the last time. Just relying on the Bernie voter from 2016 is not going to do it for him. People didn't get the opportunity to vote for him last time. I'm talking in the, again. You're talking general. I'm talking primary. Yeah. So I'm trying to I'm trying to tell you. I'm that not even going to get, get to the you got to get the nomination you, you, first. Yeah. So the people, I, I guess the, the the folks that you're talking about in a Democratic Party, black women uh, from I, the South, you got to win them over. Okay. I, you should read. Uh, I think it's in Current Affairs. Uh, Brianna Julie Gray wrote a, a great essay about Bernie's trip to Mississippi a year ago. Mm-hmm. Have you read it? I don't think I've read it. Bern- it's, read it's, I think it's called When Bernie Went to Mississippi. I remember his trip in down in the, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I really think that that's important. People dismiss that, and they, there's, this, there's this idea or sort of like a trope in the media that somehow like these people aren't going to vote for Bernie. They will vote Bernie, for Bernie, the, Bernie handcuffed himself to a, a, a black woman in Chicago to, to get arrested because of housing discrimination. Bernie uh, went and did civil disobedience at a school Good. that they weren't that they that that they that, that they put these trailers out. I mean, he's Bernie, he, he needs Bernie the- was in SNCC. The idea that that old black grannies in the South won't vote for somebody who was in the the, the, the in SNCC. Again, it's ridiculous. He's got to reach out and okay, he's got to bring out those. Did you? Did you? He did mention all of this in his speech in Brooklyn. Okay, good. So that was. I'm sure you didn't listen to it because you're. (laughs) It's not your cup of tea. It's not your cup. No, I've heard clips. I I didn't watch the whole. But anyway, I think these things are important because that's what I think. Because I, I guess what I'm trying to do is do exactly what you're saying. Is I'm trying to convince Democrats that you have the job first. You have to nominate this guy because I think when we get to the and thing, it, and it's his job to good. convince us. That's uh, it's his job. Uh, to my job us. too. It's not our sh- responsibility to vote for Bernie because he's good. Well, it's and, his job to convince us. Uh, uh, fair enough. So I'm, I, ma- I, look I made forward. the same. I made I, the same. I made the same argument about Hillary too. Right. So you know, I, I look forward. I, listen, like I said, general election, he's got my vote. No problem. I'm not even going to be an ad about it. I'm not going to be holding my nose about it. You know, so he's got my vote in the general election. He's got to get – I don't know if he can get my vote in the primary. He might be able to get a lot of people's vote in the primary that are not me. Maybe. He might be able to win the primary with just, I don't know, 35 to 40% of the vote given how big the field is. So it, maybe this is not a problem he will encounter. Maybe he can just rely on the base that he has from 2016 where, you know – Kind of like Trump, where he had a base of support within the party at like thirty-five percent, and the re- the the next ten to fourteen percent were people who were never Hillary voters, you know, and were just going along because he was the last guy standing in the race. So we'll see. Maybe he's able to be able to win in a crowd of primary like that. This is a pr- and, and speaking of a crowd of primary, speaking of splitting the ticket, mm-hmm. this is what I wanted to bring up. Maybe we'll close with this because I think it's going to go long. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as of as of the recording of uh, this podcast in the bunker, uh, Joseph Robinette Biden the fifth. Mm, he's he's only the third. Third, yeah. I, I <laughs> that was. Uh, I knew you were going to say that because you step on my fucking jokes all the time. I'm a peon to hack. I, so. <laughs> I, I mean, I said the fifth. Everybody knows that that's ridiculous. Has not. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's it's Mardi Gras day today. It is. That's why I'm it's drinking. Mardi Gras. Yeah. Uh, they say all temps No, that's not my language. Uh, <laughs> let the good times roll. So as of today, uh, Joe Biden has not 
announced. Uh, you know, something came out today that wasn't very flattering of him. And I'm, what was it? Uh, something came out in, like, the Huffington Post that Joe Biden's biggest problem is Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. It was something like that. True of everybody. But I kind of I kind of want so so let's just talk about it because it's interesting. Like all right, well first off, Joe, well yeah, do you think he's you gonna go. run? Do I think he's gonna run? Yes. Yes. And I don't know because once again, like in 2016 or 2015 back then. We were dealt with these torturous, constant, every two weeks stories. Oh, he's close to making a decision. Oh, he really wants to run. Oh, he really wants to be president. But then nothing and no decision. And the decision came. Oh, he still has got time to run. That's, this is what happened in 2015, 2016. And now we're back at it again in 2019. I don't know whether he wants to run and his family doesn't or the family wants him to run and he doesn't. I don't know. It's one of those two, and who knows what it is. But the thing is, I, I used to think maybe he has internal polling showing that his huge name wreck um, that's giving him like 30% or whatever it is in various polling, in both nationally and in New Hampshire and Iowa, maybe that show, it's evaporated once he comes out and once they gives him a platform. Maybe that's why he's delaying. Maybe he doesn't have the funding because he had that story coming out, uh, I think it was yesterday, that he's waiting to line up funding. Obviously, he won't be a grassroots campaigner. He's going to get funding. Um, <laughs> uh, he's going to line up some donors from like South Carolina or wherever that's funded his prior presidential campaign. So I don't know. I don't really know if he's going to run. I think he, my biggest question, and I think it's turning out to be, if it was all name wreck, now that we got Bernie officially in, now that we got a number of candidates, I think most of the candidates, I don't know, the only Bloomberg today announced that he's not running. Um, the only one left. Hooray! Yes. The only one left is Beto. Um, Beto? I think he's the possibility. Oh, Beto's, the, Beto's the new Biden. Yeah. We'll see. Um, I think he does. I think Beto does run, and I think. Biden doesn't. It's my best guess right now for number two. Uh, all right. I mean, I look for the the. I don't like Biden. Everybody knows that. Fine. And I think that I think if, it's if, time he, past. if he is if he is sort of savvy enough, I think you're you're right. I think he's he probably is savvy enough to know that his time has passed. Right. But he's also a politician, so he's by nature extremely narcissistic. And so if he thinks there's a chance he could win, which there is. Well, there's a chance. Like, there's I mean, leading the polls. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. so I think it's very difficult to um, – it's very difficult for him as a politician kind of person to dismiss that and, and like, realize that it's not you, buddy. Right. It's, this ain't it, chief. You know, it's not – again, everything that's – Everything that you could criticize, like a, a, a Kamala Harris, say, for, or even Beto, who's obviously a much younger person. Everything you can criticize them. I mean, it, it, Biden has it well, he's got a times 10. He's legislative record going back to 1972. Yeah. So, and I mean, again, well, everything I love about Bernie, how consistent he was and how he was out on an island. He was the only one making these uh, arguments for years and years and years and years. Biden was also doing that, and all of them were bad. 
were trying to unwind the crime bill because it was so fucking horrendous. He was, you know, he was a bankruptcy big bank guy because he's from Delaware. So the reason you can't discharge student loans and the reason the fucking banks rule over everything is because of him. Um, you know, he was a generally a, 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 a economic conservative. He was a segregationist. I don't know about those good ones. Well, I <clears throat> here's what I want uh, everyone to do. I want everyone in to uh, look up a quote. Uh, when he first was, I think it was in the 70s. So I, I'm Are not you sure talking about the busing issue? No, I'm talking about saying that he's basically conservative except for civil rights. That's what he said when he was first assigned. Okay. And, and the busing... What about segregationists? Though? Yeah, I mean, if you're anti... If, if, if you come out publicly and say, as a senator, not as a small, not as a representative of just an enclave, just a white enclave, but as a senator of a state... That includes, the last time I looked, everybody, and say that, you know, these white people from the suburbs, they're not digging this. So, you know, I might have to, might have to argue against this because, yeah, they don't like it. And I kind of understand why they don't like it because it's kind of fucking up their shit. Are you talking about the busing issue back in the I'm, That's exactly what okay. I'm talking about. I was just trying and, to place and, the context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So... Like it's it, it would be it would be it would be vile enough, but it would at least be understandable if he represented. Do you think he Hokesson. still holds? Do you think he still holds those views today? Now this, I, I know this is you, you like consistency and no deviation. Do he does he still hold these views today? That you a segregationist today? Is he a segregationist today? No. Okay. No, I don't think he is today. But 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 the but I don't know. Again, I don't know what. But when but. Like, I don't know what that means. Like, I know you people evolve about things, but there were plenty of people who weren't in 1979, but he was. Or 1975, but he was. So I don't know what he – so he had – like, yes, he's not today, but he's he's still a – he's still a, 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 a you know, an ass-kissing slime ball who will do whatever anybody tells him to do so he gets a cool meme on the internet. You know what I mean? Like, he's still the same person. And so – and again, I would I would at least think – or I would, I would feel. Would you, if he were the nominee, were you gonna, will you be voting for that ass kissing slime? Well, here's what, election? here's what, here's what we said. <laughs> you, this maybe this is a great place now because this is exactly how we ended our, our conversation and didn't make it right. Because I think I said that, that I would. Okay, good. Well, that 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 was my argument. I think we were having a discussion, and you. But, I, actually... but again, I don't know. I, I but I can't. I I'm not gonna pretend that I like the guy now before it gets there. That's fine. I'm still a tr- strategic voter. Like again, I voted good. for Hillary Clinton. Good. But it, but it, but again, I I think he he was a senator, you know. He wasn't a state representative from, you know, fucking Smyrna, or Milford, right. or Hokies. No, I get that. He was a state senator, and and there was people in his state that are fucking suffering. But he was worried about who buttered his fucking bread, right. and said, you know what? And I'm he's got more bag. You you went through the bag. He's got tons of baggage. The Clarence Thomas hearings, you know. Tons of baggage from the 90s, not even going back to the 70s, that he will have to deal with. And I think that's weighing on his decision. I think – and there was a panel that was on CNN today, I think. I saw a tweet about it where there was a clip. So who Raise your hand. It was like a group of, I don't know, six – I eight. saw this. Okay. I think it was last night. Ra- Ra- maybe yeah. it was last night. Dana, uh, yeah, it was just Dana came Nash. out today. Yeah. Um, and so, raise your hands if you want Joe Biden to enter the race. And no one raised their hand. 
So, I, I, and, and someone did say his time has passed. Yeah, I don't know so, what that means, but I did see, I just saw like a passing headline that said like Biden embarrassed by CNN thing. It's but it's only, it's only 20 people. I mean, well, I know, but it, let's assume it's randomly selected Democrats in the front. Who knows? But from wherever. But anyway, it's a conundrum that he is trying to decipher right now is that, okay, my time has passed. I'm too old. I know I had this long career. I have a lot of baggage that's conflicting with where the party is right now. Um, versus, okay, I've got this lead in the polls. I'm I get the most votes when when he's paired with Trump nationally. He gets at least a five point bump over Bernie and anybody else leading Trump. So he's got this. I guess it's transferred from Obama. I don't know, but this aura of that he's the better Democrat out there. But I just don't see how he wins the nomination. So yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's the, I to be perfectly frank, I think you're right. I think that there's this idea, there's a there's a certain kind of um, sort of liberal Democrat, really. And but I don't think, and I don't, and again, I'm not, I don't think you're in this camp. Right. But there's a certain kind of liberal Democrat who just thinks back on Obama and thinks it was so much better with Obama. We didn't have to worry about, realize. we didn't have to worry about what we were worrying about, and so Biden's just fine to like you swap it. You, you have to realize that you and I. And maybe the listeners of the show, all dozens. <laughs> By the way, uh, and the readers of start, Blue Delaware and Delaware Liberal, start to start thinking about it because uh, you should consider a patronage. This is all going behind a paywall very soon. Oh, cool! I don't know. Uh, <laughs> soon, what, I'm, for, I'm for that because but, I, I subscribe to Talking Points Memo and a whole bunch of other yeah. behind the paywall. So, there are but anyway, plans. My, there my plan, point, plans are afoot. My point to end on this is that. You and I and everybody listening to this, we are really engaged activist types. I don't, I don't necessarily consider myself, but we're really, really paying attention. Fair the enough. vast majority of the Democratic primary le- le- electorate, let alone the general electorate, are not paying attention right now, and they don't give a shit. Who's going to grab? What's going to grab their attention? I have no idea. I do. What? Go ahead, say. We just fucking talked about it for an hour. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> of course. Well, I mean, he announced, and I don't know if he, that's grabbed attention yet. So, have we'll you see. seen the crowds? You haven't seen the crowds. Yeah, Kamala Harris got similar sized crowds when her announcement. Uh, so there's pictures. Of, there's, pictures of, <laughs> there's pictures of her with fucking ice. <laughs> nah, she was California Attorney General. Of course, there's. You know what? That, but you're you're if you're a prosecutor, uh, you either have to disavow what you've done, or you have a lot to answer for, and your answers better be fucking good. That's well, my thing about any you know prosecutor. What? You and You're, I are going to have to come back and discuss this. This is a longer conversation than we have time for right yeah, now. Yeah, no shit. But, but I, I disagree with that, but I think we should discuss it later on in another episode, part two. Because yeah. first, <laughs> you know what? After, I don't know how long we've gone, but I, I need to smoke. <laughs> Everyone, uh, thanks for listening again. Uh, you know how to uh, hit us up. It's uh, patreon.com, Highlands Bunker, Ari Vanilla. We're on Twitter. At Highlands Bunker. Thank you for having me. Jason, thanks for coming back in because uh, I fucked up the first time. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, read Blue Delaware. It's fine. But if you really want to know what to do, <laughs> you know, you know what to do. You All right. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. Left is best. <laughs>